So we've been studying Acts chapter 14 this summer, and we're going to conclude the 14th chapter of Acts today. Now, you know that you're getting serious about Bible study when the maps come out. So here come the maps. Who loves some Bible maps? Oh, good. All right. So this is a map of Acts chapter 14. This is what we call Paul and Barnabas's first missionary journey. And so they started here in Antioch. And uh, last couple years ago, we talked about how they crossed this island and went up to this shore. And so this month of July, then we've been here, uh, uh, Lystra, Iconium. Today, we're going to be in Derby, kind of here at the end of the journey. Now, I want to say that you and I would probably say from our perspective, this journey has not gone well. Now, true, they went to lands that hadn't been visited with the gospel before. They told people that Jesus, the Messiah, promised by God had come to save. Um, and more than just Jews who were waiting for the Messiah believed it. Even pagan people um, who had no background in the Old Testament came to believe in Christ Jesus. And churches started. So that's all fantastic. But I still think if you or I were on this journey, we would say this hasn't gone well because in every city they went to, there was a riot. There were death threats. The city we were in last week, they actually stoned Paul, thought he was dead, dragged his body out of the city and left it lying along the road. What this map really is, is a map of these guys running from city to city ahead of persecution. They just keep preaching as they go and stirring up trouble in the next place for themselves. So I don't know that, that you and I would necessarily want to be on this missionary journey, which leads me to my first question for you this morning. How has your missionary journey gone? Um, how has it gone where you tried to share faith with someone else? How was that received? Um, where you tried to love someone who was hard to love, how did that go? Um, where you tried to do what you thought God was calling you to do? Now, I hope that it's turned out, it turned out great. But I'm, for this passage, I'm most interested in those of you who would say, it didn't turn out so great. It didn't turn out so great. Uh, did someone get angry with you? Uh, did someone beat you up, so to speak? Stone you, so to speak? I hope not literally. Did you have to run? Are you saying today, I'm glad I'm not there? Are you saying today, I'll never do that again? When God sent you to do something, how did it turn out? So this week's passage, we're going to be here in the city of Derby. And you know what's great about Derby is if you just cross this little bit of brown, whatever that is, there's Tarsus. It's just right, it's just right there. And you know who's from Tarsus? Paul is from Tarsus. He was born and he grew up in Tarsus. So after all this running and terror, he can just cross over here and he'll be home. And then they can get on a boat and go right over here to Antioch where the whole thing started. Whew. Except that's not what they decide to do. Paul and Barnabas decide what they want to do is they want to go backwards through this whole thing again. They want to go back and visit every place they've just been. Their big idea is um, let's go back to all those cities and see how those churches we started are doing. Let's go back to all those cities where there was a riot. Let's go back to all those cities where we got death threats. Some of them within the year. Some of them within the month. 
Now the question is, how do you think that's going to turn out? How do you think that's going to turn out? Now I want to put this question to you carefully. The question I want to put to you carefully is, what if God is calling you to backtrack and go back to some previous places you've been on your missionary journey? Now I want to ask that carefully because I'm not suggesting that you go back to an abusive relationship, for example, or a codependent relationship, for example. It was probably, right, the power of God that let you escape from that. So I don't know that I'm saying that's what God is calling you to return to. I'm not saying back into a circle of people who may tempt you back into sin. I mean, wasn't it the work of God that gave you the strength to step away from that and find a new circle and, and, and here you are? So I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I have to be careful with this one. I am talking about maybe returning to church, even though you were hurt there. I know some people are on the live stream right now and you're thinking, I wonder if God wants me to go back to church, but TV is as close as you're gonna get this morning but maybe you're on the right track to head back to church. Maybe back to a small group, small group signups will be happening in a month and maybe your last small group or last several didn't turn out so well, but you're just wondering, do I still need brothers and sisters in my life? Alone maybe doesn't seem like the best idea. Um, maybe back into sharing your faith again with gentleness and respect. Read the, the letters of Peter and find that part again where it tells you how to share your faith with gentleness and respect. Even with someone who already told you they're not interested, maybe God's not done using you there yet. Um, maybe back, here, 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 is it, here it is. Maybe back to someone who hurt you and they don't realize how much and you actually maybe led to tell them, hey, that really hurt me. Maybe someone that you hurt and now you're finally ready to give a clean, no excuses apology to them. Maybe you need to go back one or two towns to make amends. Try again in a relationship that uh, you don't even remember what the fight was about anymore. Maybe God's calling you to backtrack through that first missionary journey. Again, I actually don't know what I'm talking about. It's your life and your interplay with Christ. I, I know what it is for me. So the question bears asking, as we asked with Paul and Barnabas, how do you think that's going to go? To which you already have your prepared answer. I think that's going to go terribly. That's why I haven't already done it. I think that would go bad. I don't think that would do any good. I think that could make things worse, right? Just like Paul and Barnabas going back to all these places where they almost got attacked and killed. Don't, don't feel like signing up for that. Just want to go back to Tarsus, spend a little time in the hometown, catch a boat to Antioch, get back where we started, and whew, let's be done. Except that in our text, the goal was never to get home safely. The goal was never try to do something for Jesus and by all means, make sure you get home safely. It just wasn't part of the mission. They went out to start churches and they did start churches and then they had to run away from those churches. Some of them, after only giving them a few weeks of input, 
Could you imagine if Pastor Dan and Pastor Lori in 1995 so were going to start this new church called Lakeland and then 21 days later left town? So they want to go back and they want to see how it's doing. They came to start churches. They started churches. They had to flee those churches. They want to go back and see how they're doing. That's what they came to do. And so that's what they're going to do because that's the mission. And so let's have our text now. Acts chapter 14, verses 21 to 28. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that they must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church with prayer and fasting. They turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back through Pisidia to Pamphylia. They preached the word in Perga and went down to Italia. I want a cookie for pronouncing all of those. All right. And finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where the journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. That went really well. How does that happen? How do churches made up Mostly, did you know, mostly of pagan, Greek-speaking pagans who had no background in the Old Testament. There were Jews looking for the Messiah mixed in there, but they weren't the majority in, the, in these new churches that were starting. How did, how did they survive? How did churches with only a, sometimes just a few weeks of input survive? How do they have elders now who can be strengthened and be filled with the Holy Spirit? How do they become the seeds of what is today the largest religion in the world. Everything you and I are doing right here this morning can trace its roots back to these people. How does that happen? The design of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. The design of God and the power of the Holy Spirit is the only explanation that can account for what is happening on that map. They do the very thing that makes no sense. But because it is God's call, God's will is accomplished. Was it easy? Not at all. But we must suffer many hardships, they said, to enter the kingdom of God. You and I must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. But we do enter the kingdom of God. And so, a final question. What is your mission? What is your goal? Is it to live comfortably, safely, with as few bumps in the road as possible, even if it means living without purpose, even if it means without direction? You can look in the mirror and clearly see you are filled with amazing gifts. But why? Is safety worth having no answer to that question? Or do you want to see miracles? Do you want to be a part of something significant? 
Do you want to know why it is God made you so wondrously, so uniquely? And so maybe it's time to go back, if that is God's call. Back to church. Even if you were hurt there once. In fact, how can they know you're hurt if you don't go back? How can we know the hurt if you don't come back? How, uh, back to another small group, even if others have failed, because God gives us each other as a gift. Um, Back to sharing your faith with someone, even if it turned hostile at some point in the past. You know, sometimes you just hear things differently the second or third time around. How can someone realize how cruel they were to you? How can they change? Would someone even accept your apology? Would they even speak to you? How can these things happen? By God's design and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way they'll happen. You're right, without those things, it's gonna go badly, but by God's design and the power of the Holy Spirit, his will be accomplished. You do the very thing that makes no sense. And if it is God's will, then God's will is accomplished. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. Even if nothing changes, but you will enter the kingdom of God. Through that door, you will enter the kingdom of God. You will be able to say, I did the right thing. I sought peace. I heard from God and I obeyed. I have no shame. I have no questions about what might have been had I listened to that still small voice. I tried with all my heart. We must suffer many hardships, you and I, to enter the kingdom of God. But we do enter the kingdom of God. And that's what makes it all worth it. To appear before the Lord and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Now enter into your master's happiness. And all that we feared melts away into insignificance. The work is God's. The results are God's. All we have to do in this life is be faithful to the journey that we're being called to. So fast and pray again. And if you feel God's call, then backtrack through to that point in your missionary journey that he's calling you to. Let's pray for strength. Father, I pray this morning that each of us can hear from this text where it is you may be calling us to. Lord, we're scared and uh, we're pretty sure in our own way of thinking that this won't go well. So we really need to hear from you that it is your call and that you have a purpose in it. So help us not to be uh, reflexive or or guilt or shame driven, but courage driven, hope driven. Spirit-led. Pray for each person here. We can discern your will for today and have the power to carry it out. Your power, God. It is in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. And there may be some folks here who going back to Christ is the journey that you're wanting to take. And so if today you're ready to do that, then then pray with me now. Lord, it's to you that I'm returning today. It's to you I've been afraid of. 
Um, now I confess, Lord, I, I got away from you. Uh, my sin separated me from you, but now I see you are always there, always reaching out to me. You are never gone. So Lord, I thank you for this good news of Jesus Christ who's come to make a way. He has built a bridge between you and me and I wanna walk that bridge, Lord. I want to run back to you. I don't have all my questions answered. I don't know everything that's gonna happen next, but I trust that with you, it's going to be a good journey. Lord, I wanna enter the kingdom of God. Fill me with the Holy Spirit that I may know and take whatever the next step is today, this week, in the months and years to come. Step by step, Lord, lead me. Today I become a follower of Christ Jesus or I become a follower of Christ Jesus again. And it is in his name I pray. Amen.